Hello again, everyone. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. And I'm Matt. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by two special guests. First is John. I'm special. <laughs> and we also have Kyle, who is Matt's brother. Yes. You heard, you heard of him last episode. Yeah. Yeah, I told them who you were named after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm forgetful, y'all, I forgot to mention last week that John here did our artwork that you see in your iTunes player and on the website. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did. Great job. <laughs> How much did you pay him? <laughs> As a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Means nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our theme song was done by a gentleman by the name of Bison Rathbone. It's a cool name, I think. <laughs> Is that his real name? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know, really. <laughs> well, today we are here to do our review of the sequel to Terminator, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. This time there's two Terminator 2. Did y'all hear that in the trailer? No. It's <laughs> kind of... Was kind of no. No. <laughs> Oh, the you, is this gonna be a is this gonna be a theme? Is a, I haven't seen three, so is there gonna be three and three? Don't tell me. Uh, I'm tell gonna you. be sad. <laughs> okay, soon enough. You'll just be sad when you watch three either way. Oh yeah. Opinion <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. That's what I, hear. <laughs> I actually don't mind the third one. No, I, I like them all. I'm, a, <clears throat> I'm sure it'll be. I mean, I, I hate the ending, but I can't get into why right now. <laughs> So Terminator 2 was released on July 3rd, 1991. That 4th of July uh, holiday release is seven years after the first one. Uh, It was directed by James Cameron and written by James Cameron and William Wisher. William Wisher is a friend of James Cameron, and he actually has a cameo in the movie as a tourist in the mall. He's the guy with the camera, right? Yeah, really? I didn't know that. So... The budget was around ninety-four to one hundred two million, and the gross was approximately five hundred twenty million. Wow! Uh, spent huh. some money, especially back then for nineteen ninety ninety-one. Like that's that's a huge budget, and that's a huge, you know, return yeah. investment. Didn't Arnold get paid a ridiculous amount, and he only has a few lines, and it works out to like hundreds of thousands of dollars per line or something? <laughs> I wasn't surprised, but yeah, he gets a lot of money in for his movies. Well, when your movies rake in that much money, you can sort of ask for whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's yeah, it shows, I guess, on the screen. All right, let's get started with the recap. Okay. So my recap is of the um, <laughs> there are three versions on the Blu-ray: the theatrical version, which was about two hours six minutes; the special edition, which was two hours thirty-three minutes. And then you could enter a code and get the extended special edition. This is about two hours and 36 minutes. I think it had two extra John Connor scenes. So Whoa. that's the one I did. What were those John Connor scenes? I don't know which ones they were. Uh, I think, Just... if I remember correctly, I think the, the extra, the extra bits or like, like the ending is different. Like there's a, there's yeah, a, that's one. There's a flash forward to Sarah Connor as an, oh, as yeah. an old woman. Right, I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. But there were like way too many splash screens at the beginning telling us who made this movie. I was like, let's start the freaking movie. All the different. Well, yeah, when it when it costs that much, you, there's a lot of uh, 
logos to go through. Everybody wants to take credit for what they do. I get nostalgic with those logos, though. <laughs> well, well Carol Code doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I love seeing that logo, though. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird that, like, you know, they had movies like this, um, you know, raking in the dough, but it, I think it wasn't long after this that they that they went bankrupt. Mm. So. Well. I can't remember. Well, I, I can't remember what. Movie, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I can't, but I can't remember what it was that, like, what movie that, um, like, what the last movie was that they had their logo in front of. Because I think they're still around when Cameron did True Lies a couple years later, um, in '94, I think it was. So yeah, it, it might have been like Judge Dredd or something. I'd have to look it up. Oh, God. <laughs> that explains yeah. everything. Right, but I could be wrong, so I don't want to, you know. What a way to go out. <laughs> like I said, I might be wrong, but I think it's, but yeah, Carol Co. not long after this, like a few years later, like they, they went bankrupt. So. Let's pour one out for Carol Co. <laughs> yeah, oh. I think they, they sort of they sort of came back, like there's a company called C2 that's, uh, that shows up in, in um, I think, in front of Terminator 3, but, uh, but yeah, I'm the Carol Co. as we knew it back in the eighties and nineties, like they were not long for this world. <laughs> the movie begins in present day traffic and we see some children playing and there's a bright flash of light. And we skip ahead to the future in LA twenty twenty nine and future still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but skulls. Yeah, skulls all over the place. Someone someone planted skull bushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it looks vaguely familiar, but in higher production. Hmm. Yeah. Stay out of my skull patch. Uh, <laughs> but I I the future looks so cool and scary in the first two movies and in the third I don't know. Well, the third one was good. And the third one had the same future. Really? Yeah. Well, the fourth one completely ruins the vision of the future. Like, yeah. it's completely different look. So yeah. There's, no there's well, less skulls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically what they did in the fourth one, they, were just, they just shot out in the desert. And it's like, well, now it just looks like, like we're just kind of already there. So. <laughs> and I never understood, like, as much as I like the nighttime, I never understood why fighting at night is better for the humans. They say it's harder for the hunter killers to track them. But humans don't have that great night vision either. Not so. to mention the Terminators can see perfectly at night. Well, apparently they can't because apparently it's. But in the movie, you see, he's like, I see everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, yeah. That's basically the only reason they give is that apparently it's harder for the uh, for uh, for them to be tracked at night. You know, they can sort of they're under the cover of darkness. But it's like, I think that's the that's the severity of it. It's like it doesn't really matter. Like the Terminators are that. Yeah. Terrible that like they can just sort of get you whenever. Mm-hmm. So you guys, last thing that Carol Co actually did was something called Cutthroat Island. Oh, which, there you go. And but right it. before that was um, in the same year was Showgirls. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, you know, cut, Cutthroat Island. That's the one that made them bankrupt because that movie. <laughs> like, I saw that movie in the theater. I didn't think it was too bad, but it's just people were like, nope. No, I thank thought you. Elizabeth. I thought Elizabeth Berkeley might have made them bankrupt, but. <laughs> All right. Um, I have no idea what Cutthroat Island is. Cutthroat Island was it was a, a, a swashbuckling pirate movie directed <laughs> by directed by Rennie Harlan, uh, starring Gina Davis. And uh, oh yeah, is it a video game as well? Or my yeah, well, this was else? same thing with Terminator Two. Like right around the time of like the the early '90s, like Nintendo was buying up movie license rights and making video games based on movies left and right. 
and they were very often loosely based on these movies. And so, like, there's a Goonies video game, a Gremlins video game, a, you know, Lethal Weapon, like, Total Recall. Like, they're just bunches of them. None of them are good. No, yeah, it's, they're it's not. Funny how that, it's funny how that, like, ebbed and flowed because, you know, I mean, we still get – now it's more like TV show video games. But there was, like, a big market back then, you know? Mm-hmm. Have those tie-ins? Yeah, yeah. You 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 could just cash in on the on the on the property and like, oh, oh there's a so and so video game. Sweet. There's a Hudson Hawk video game for crying oh out loud. <laughs> so there's a voiceover from Sarah talking about Judgment Day, August 29th, nineteen ninety seven. That was like <laughs> my first month in college, guys. <laughs> wait, Through what? The end. What was it? Wait, what was the date again? August 29, yeah. 1997. And so what, do you know what year this is supposed to be set in? 95, I think. So it was released in 91, but it's supposed to be 95. Yeah, because John Connor wouldn't have been old enough. Yeah, John Connor would have been yeah. like seven if it was actually took place in 91. <laughs> so she talks about how the first one tried to kill her and failed, and the second one sent to kill John. But once again, the Resistance sent a protector. It was just a question of which one was going to get to him first. And we see the older John Connor while this is going on. So they said the other one was the first one. So I don't know how Ian's theory works if that one was the first one. Didn't Ian say that was the last one? Yeah, I'm not sure. Your theory fell apart, Ian. What theory? His theory was that Terminator 1 was the last thing that happens in the timeline. Oh, because apparently, you know, they smashed the uh, time machine after they sent Kyle Reese through. Yeah, it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd never heard that they smashed it. I mean, they could have built another one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they send it, they send them back, and it's like, oh, well, apparently, we're, we're still, like, things are still crappy. We're still here, so well, apparently it didn't work. They could have sent the T-1000 right before that other Terminator, and he just showed up at a later time. Uh, I don't think it works that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's time travel. Just just go with it. Yeah, I know. I don't know if it doesn't work that way. It's really an odd statement to say when you talk about time travel. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, in in terms of, like, the rules that the movies have established for themselves, I don't think it operates that way, but I could be wrong. So there are the opening credits roll while we see a playground burning. Yeah. (laughs) Flaming playground. Woo! (laughs) Back in the present, a Terminator arrives, and he's naked. Of course. <laughs> and everything around him gets destroyed, like Matt was pointing out in the, the last week. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really cool effect. You get to actually see it this time. Yeah, it like, takes chunks out of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I still wouldn't want to be like materializing the solid block of concrete and then just be trapped in there. <laughs> So this is a T-800 or a T-850 or a T-800 Model 101 or a T-101 or whatever. He goes, they refer to him by different names in different movies. So I'll probably call him each of these names <laughs> before we're done. <laughs> so he goes into a bar and measures people up, gets some clothes and boots. Doesn't even have to say please. <laughs> uh, I've, got an e- I've got several emails from my cousin Steve here over the m- course of the week. He who's sending me things about the movies. Uh, he's got... Uh, these are all feedback to our first episode. He says, I do have a beef with you. You mentioned that he's referred to as a T-101. He's never referred to as a T-101 in either T-1 or T-2. 
I think Reese refers to him as a Cyberdyne Systems Model 101 in the first yeah. film, and he references the 600 series. In T2, he identifies himself as T-800 Model 101. In Terminator 3, Rise, Rise of the Terrible Sequels, he refers to himself <laughs> as a T-101. He refers to himself throughout as a T-101, causing me to curse the screen and rip my hair out. I hate the yeah. movie. <laughs> hey, uh, he threw that one guy on that grill. I had to, like, hurt. Yep. Yeah, oh. just a little bit. So I'm, I'm glad the music in this movie is by Brad Fidel again, but I, I don't like it as good as well as the uh, Terminator 1 soundtrack. If like you listen, yeah. I would say if you listen to it on its own, it's actually pretty phenomenal. It is. Oh, I, do, I, I do like that. the music for this. <laughs> I love them both, but I prefer the second. In every yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think the second one's great. And it's weird because like Brad Fidel just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Like I, I guess know. he doesn't have to work anymore because ever since, you know, with t- he probably gets tons of residuals for. I think time passed his style of music by. <laughs> I guess he couldn't adapt. Yeah. It's coming back around. Maybe yeah, you know somebody oh. somebody hire that guy. Yeah, but you know, there's like pieces of music that I liked from the first one, but I think it overall score, it like, it's right, like the, the second one. I mean, I could just like listen to the whole entire thing. In fact, I did earlier. Right. Well, I, <laughs> think he, I, I think he writing. actually has like an like a, a legitimate orchestra behind him this time. So, as yeah, opposed to like... Casio keyboard. Exactly. I love the keyboard. And I love the industrial sound of the. <laughs> Your Nine Inch Nails the fan. Has industrial. Has like, the second one has industrial. Yeah, it's not as as metallic yeah. sound. It is different. <laughs> he gets some nice looking shades and takes off. And then we see T-1000 arrive. Well, we don't see it, but T-1000 has arrived under the bridge. He is played by Robert Patrick. I think this was his breakout role. Yep. Also, yeah. also naked. Yep. Yes. And we see some... Cocking balls, don't we? <laughs> I, don't <think> so. <laughs> I thought I saw some. I thought I saw some meat down there. I watch it again. Well, I wasn't looking for it, but I'll just take your word for I it. I was looking for oh, it. Right, go, then. go back and look for it. Yeah, I'll just, we, it's fine. <laughs> it was very evident on the first one. I think this was a PG 13, though, because I got in, you know? So I think it was PG 13. This, so I don't Maybe know. Maybe I imagine that. <laughs> I want to Google. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Graduate. That doesn't mean it wasn't there because. You know, I mean, there's you know, there's nudity in the Fifth Element, which is also PG-13. So, I will say that Robert Robert Patrick has has had a rough life. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he he hasn't aged well, has he? <laughs> no, it, it hasn't been gentle on him. But it's it's funny to see him nowadays in various things like True Blood and whatnot. And I'm like, that's the same guy. Uh, yeah, he was on the unit and Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Just watch, hell, watch him in X Files, and that's like less than ten years later, and it's like, whoa! It's all right. <laughs> oh, I had one note about the uh, the fight with the biker guys. Uh, when the guy blows the smoke in the, in the Terminator's face, I paused it, and it said, "Scan carcinogen vapor particulate, no damage." <laughs> <laughs> Well, Google says you can see it very clearly, so I'm going to say I wasn't imagining that. (laughs) You see what you want to (laughs) see. So he checks the police uh, car, policeman's database for John Connor and finds out where he lives. Doesn't have to use the phone book trick. Do you guys think he stabbed that cop or punched him? It sounded like he punched him. Yeah, I thought he stabbed him. Hmm. 
He stabs everyone else, but it didn't sound the same. It didn't look like a stab either. Well, I think yeah. because it was. Like that. That. Well, I think it was because it was close contact. So like, yeah. he could have done both. He could have just like hit him, and then like his fist just kept on going because it turned into a pointy knife or whatever. <laughs> hmm. Turned his fist into a hammer. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He yeah, he totally could. Switched it up. I'm gonna hammer this guy in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm bored. <laughs> Next, we go to where John Connor is living with his foster parents, and he's with his friend Ted, and they're playing Guns N' Roses, guys. I love this song back in the day, yeah. but now I don't know. It sounds kind of misogynistic, maybe. Slightly. Yeah. Yeah. You could be mine. Oh, maybe just a little. <laughs> yeah, just count your stars. I'm home again. Have you guys seen the music video for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a Terminator music video. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I don't think it's on the official soundtrack, but yeah, it was really big back then. And in school, back before my voice changed, I could do a little bit of an <laughs> Axel impersonation. <laughs> and the guys at school, yeah, the, <laughs> the guys at school were always like, do Axel, will he do Axel? But then when my voice changed. Axel Foley? Like, oh. <laughs> Uh, you're like Homer Simpson yeah. in the choir when his voice changed. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. The voice so of an angel. So hey, my voice didn't crash, was born. <laughs> <laughs> Did you also do the dance, though? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah, I could do the snake dance, too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Though you got to have long hair for it. And like, <laughs> uh, I just made do with the hair. <laughs> the guy that plays Ted, he has, he has awesome hair. He does a lot of voice work. He was Montana Max on Tiny Toons. Oh, remember. oh my god, that's right, he was. Yeah. That's so weird. Oh, John's mother, I didn't realize it till this week that his mother is the lady that played Vasquez in Aliens. Jack Goldstein. Oh, yes. Love. Um she's also in yeah. she's also in Near Dark, which is another James Cameron production. Oh. I loved Vasquez. I watched that movie over and over and over again on HBO and I broke my heart every time she died. She uh, spoiler um, alert. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> and it's funny cuz she plays she plays, you know, Vasquez and she's actually Jewish. Um <laughs> she has it. She owns a she owns a store in Hollywood that specializes in um bras for large-breasted women. Oh well. Wow. wow. How do you know this? Uh, she said she talked about it in a in an interview. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a frequent patron. I know. <laughs> he's like, and she has an online shop. Well, if I if I if I had lived in California at the time, I would have thought about it because my sister is very top heavy. So. <laughs> okay, you buying bras for your sister is not something I want to think about. <laughs> not saying I would have purchased them for her. I was saying I would have directed her to the store and said, like, hey, you should go in here. Go that way. <laughs> what are you trying to say, John? <laughs> <laughs> John's father, John Connor's father, is played by Xander Berkeley. He was on Briscoe in one episode, and he yes. was in 24. So John's being difficult, and his father goes out to talk to him, but he rides off with his buddy Cause his, his bike. His foster parents, I don't know if you know this, but they're dicks. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I actually don't think they're that bad. Like, no, you they're know, not. They're- they're kind of they're kind of crappy, but they're all but they've also been dealt a crappy hand. So like John's not the best kid either. So it's like, well, <laughs> he pretty much sucks. Like I mean, uh-huh. it's funny. It's funny. Um, 
watching this, like, you know, when it first really is and being the age that I was and then now being my age, I'm like, God, you know, like you see this movie in a completely different light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's totally. just put it that way. Like as an adult, you're just like, John, shut up. Yeah, like, this guy's the leader of the resistance. Ugh. Melanie Melanie pointed it out that he's basically Bart Simpson. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, for with sure. skateboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, watching this now, uh, yeah, I have a really uh, well Edward Furlong saying oh, stuff in Spanish. Icarumba. Awesome. Nicaragua. Yeah. <laughs> I did want his hair when I was that age, though. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with Edward Furlong back then, but now it's like I kind of cringe a little bit. And, yeah. I don't remember him being so bad in American History X, but yeah, yeah, this movie. Yeah, no, he's actually um, he's like he's really good in uh, Detroit Rock City. If you guys have ever seen that, yeah, it's a it's a comedy about a bunch of kids during the seventies trying to go to a Kiss concert. Doesn't he like barf into a pitcher of beer? I think so. (laughs) So next, uh, Sarah's in a mental institution doing some chin ups and. Yeah, she Dr. is. Silberman's back. Yeah, <laughs> she's got some muscles on her. I have to say that this Linda Hamilton this, is ripped in this movie. Yes, this just got me excited. Like even when I was a, a kid, just the fact like how how amazing she was. Because you never, you didn't see this back then at all. You know. Yeah. Besides, maybe Ripley. I can't decide who I like better, Ripley or Sarah Connor. Hmm. Well, That's hard. Some, this yeah. character was ruined. Sarah Connor's wasn't. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So Dr. Silberman's back. He's taking some students through the hallway and talking about Sarah. He's basically recapping the first movie. And we found out that she stabbed him in the knee and she's had repeated escaped attempts. With his pen. Yeah. Yeah. And he tells the guards to give her Thorazine. And they go in and zap her and force her to take medicine. They're dicks to her. That's a deleted scene, right? Yeah. Forcing the medicine on her. Yeah. One of the guards, the one in the back, Mark Christopher Lawrence, who was on Chuck, he was the manager on Chuck. He had the most molesty look on his face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is he the guy with the Coke bottle glasses? No, that's, uh, know, the that's Dougie. Oh. So next, the T-1000 goes to visit John's foster parents, and he's not there, but they give him a picture of John, says he needs to ask him a few questions. Imagine if... Imagine if he was there, how quick this would be over. <laughs> hey! Oh, yeah, he's right in there. Yeah. <laughs> you do us a favor, officer. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. In credits. <laughs> they tell him that another big guy on a bike came looking for him earlier and can tell that T-1000 knows who he is. And then John and his buddy Ted steal from an ATM. John uses his hacker skills, I guess. <laughs> he let he learn from Sarah. With a little Atari computer. Yeah. His buddy sees that picture of Sarah from the last movie, and then John explains that his mom is crazy, and she's locked up for trying to blow up a computer factory, I think. It's so weird. Like, he acts like he like he hates her, and, he, and you know, he doesn't care about her, but yet he has that picture still. <laughs> wow. In his back. That's, exactly. just like a, that's just like a teenage boy, though. You yeah. know? I hate you. Get away. But I love you, mommy. (laughs) It happens. Sure. This is a funny, this is an interesting, uh, like, situation to come in on this movie on, though, with them, like, separated and not speaking and uh, her and Mm -hmm. locked up and he doesn't believe her anymore and all that. They're playing that Guns N' Roses song again. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah, they get their they get their money's worth out of that song. Mm-hmm. I know. We paid for this, damn it. We're gonna play it at every chance. <laughs> in a in a little in a little boom box. <laughs> Remember those? Yeah. Uh, with, I had one of those. With tape decks. <laughs> with tape decks. Yikes. That was one of my first cassette tapes, um, was Use Your Illusion one and two. Mm-hmm. Those are good albums. I think mine was something Fisher Price. <laughs> <laughs> I had that Simpsons album too. That was one of the first ones. Dude, Bart man. I was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) Deep Deep Trouble. Hell yeah. Yeah, so the T eight hundred barely misses them. I'm not sure if he saw them at this point or not. I think he I don't think he saw them. He it was just he was just oh he's right there. And Sarah has a dream about her baby daddy. (laughs) Also deleted scene. Oh, was it? Mm. Yep. That wasn't in the original movie. There was no Kyle Reese. Yeah, I didn't yeah. remember Kyle being in the second no, movie. No, no, they didn't want to pay him. <laughs> no, it's just it's just they 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 cut it for time. I think I forget why. I think uh, James Cameron says like in the commentary he says like why they cut it. So he did get paid, but he just wasn't I'm sure. Movie. Yeah, right. Kyle tells her to get on her feet, like you know she did. Get on your feet, soldier, like she did in the first movie. And tells her that the future's not set and there's no fate but what we make for ourselves. Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that, I got really happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he leaves and she chases him and she goes outside to that playground where the children are playing. And then that bright light flashes again and she wakes up. Oh, that reminds me. You guys were talking about Michael B in, in the last episode. And you were like, whatever happened to him? Where Where's he been? Yeah, what's he doing? And I was sitting there screaming at my computer, like, he was in Grindhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Planet Terror. I, I you know remember. what? I wouldn't even know to, I mean, I've seen both, but I don't even, yeah. wouldn't even know the, to, like, recognize them. And he was the, he was the, he was the sheriff. Oh. Yeah. The one who was giving Freddie Rodriguez a hard time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. You a wrecker, Ray. You know, that guy. <laughs> yeah. I also saw him in a made-for-TV horror movie on the, the Space Channel. Oh, it's, uh, oh Space? Mm. So likes the horror. Yep. Uh, 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 yeah, Sarah's next is with Dr. Silberman. Uh, they're watching a video of her talking about her dream and how all the children get melted. <laughs> okay, <she's> seriously, <laughs> like this is disturbing. <laughs> because I mean, think about it. I mean, there's no one, no wonder she's like, she sounds like a crazy lady. <laughs> yeah, she really does, and she would scare the crap out of me for like, so many why reasons. Why would you believe me? <laughs> because she got all crazy. Let me count the ways of why I wouldn't believe you. I think uh, Silberman seems more despicable in this movie. Yeah, the first one. He's easier to hate. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a total yeah, jackass complete. in this movie. Yeah, he went from like a, some somewhat two dimension into like one dimension. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's in the present. She's saying she's a lot better. She wants to be able to have visitors because they said she would be able to if she showed some improvement. But um, yeah, she says she doesn't believe all that stuff she was saying anymore. So like, did you guys think anything? I mean. I mean, I, I don't know. You guys probably don't remember, but the first time you saw it, did you think that she was playing something over on them or what? Well, no. I mean, clearly she, she, because I mean, she immediately asks to see her son 
and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, she knows it's like we're getting down to the wire of like when all this stuff is supposed to go down. So like, I need I need to see him, and she's doing it under the guise of like, oh, I'm totally all better now, you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, I was just casting myself into a 13 year old child's body trying to see this movie. <laughs> <You believed laughs> and trying to remember she... what? No, I don't remember if I do or not. So I was trying to think about it, but then I realized we were. Yeah, it's probably silly to think now. <laughs> I have no idea what I thought when I was a kid. I don't think I cared. I just thought she was awesome. Get to the action! Yeah, I know. Rip Punch somebody! Yeah. <laughs> Where's the guy? Um, next we cut to Miles Dyson talking to some dude about the parts they have. Joe Morton. He's, yeah, it's played by Joe Morton who, from Eureka mm-hmm. and Scandal. Bunch of Eureka's stuff. an awesome show. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's great. I loved him in Eureka. You should also check out um, John Sayles' movie called Brother from Another Planet. That's, um, that was in my Netflix queue. I don't know if it's still... Oh, it might not be there anymore, but yeah, he's yeah. he's great in that. I don't even think he has any any dialogue, but he's he's fantastic. <laughs> so he doesn't know where the parts came from, and they mention that he has a wife and kids, which might be important later on. <laughs> and he goes and takes a look at, and we see the arm from the original Terminator. That was cool. Also a, also a chip. Yeah. I don't know why they only have the arm, because there's lots of pieces of the Terminator all over that plant. <laughs> well, that was the that and the chip were the only things that were salvageable, you know? Everything else had been crushed. Mm, I don't know. When he blew up, it looked like his entire leg went flying in one direction, and his torso, I don't know. Some kid probably has it, like, in his basement. <laughs> yeah, a dog took off with it. Yeah. Back with Dr. Silverman, he doesn't, he thinks Sarah's just saying what he wants to hear and, uh, right. she might try to escape again and then she gets mad. Movie tries came to right. Kiss her. Yeah. And they restrain her. And John and his buddy are riding to more Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and Termy spots him. Termy. And <laughs> I just love that. That's him. like my new favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Aw, Termy. So it's only are we only referring to Termy? Because now we have two. Remember? <laughs> it's just the, yeah. The other one's liquid Termy. Liquid Termy. You're not gonna call him Termy two. Termy. Uh, maybe yeah. We'll see liquid Termy or Termy two. We'll see which one sticks. Um. So yeah, he follows him, and Termy two finds out from some girls that John was going to the Galleria. By the way, one of those girls is Nikki Cox. Really? Oh my gosh. Yep. Meg. Wait, who is that? Nikki Cox from um, uh, Unhappily Ever After and uh, uh, Las Vegas, and she's married to Jay Moore. Oh, I was thinking someone else. Okay. Yeah, you were thinking of uh, Nikki A. Cox, not the same person. Someone completely different, as Google yeah. is telling me. No, no, Nikki Cox is 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 busty and has red hair. Ah, it's Nikki A. Cox. Nikki A. Cox was in Supernatural. She has blonde hair. Okay. And Nikki Cox was also in a TV series called Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And Joss Whedon's favorite passions. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So John and what's-his-name are playing games at the arcade. (laughs) What's-his-name? He tells, yeah, he runs into the T-1000 and tells him he doesn't know where John is and tries to help John get away and... (laughs) <laughs> T-1000 just, just goes shoves him. Just, <laughs> just shoving all these little children out of the way. Nice. And I was clapping when you... <laughs> I miss malls in so arcades. So annoying. Oh, so, oh, don't even get me started. I know. We were talking about this somewhere the other day. Uh, arcades. 
And malls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, malls are still a thing, but they're just they're barely less, they're less of a thing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're they're not as they're not as fun. Nobody hangs out at the mall anymore. Right. Well, even if you do, like everything's so expensive now, and like remember Sam Goody? Oh my gosh! Oh, oh. I had such I a crush. I bought so much music. Where like the CDs were over twenty Sam bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Sam Goody. <laughs> the uh, yeah, yeah. there there's a nerd there's some nerd who like points John out and he's like you 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 stupid nerd you almost destroyed the hope of the human race <laughs> well he doesn't know any better thousand right at him almost yeah. killed humanity well okay are we are we kind of is is like John supposed to be the cool kid yeah. I, I, I clearly think that he's supposed to be the cool kid that like all the girls if, are like no over. I don't think he's supposed to be the cool kid if this was freaks and geeks he'd be a freak you think Why? so because. Yeah, I don't know. No, he he would be he'd be the like delinquent troublemaker kid that like you know. But nobody see, that's wants a cool to, like, kid. Your mom's in a mental <laughs> institution, and but, yeah, but in in like the early nineties, also he's like ten, you know. <laughs> so he's not he's not you know. Nope. Nobody's I mean, for cool the tween set. I'm really for the tween set. Like I'm trying to figure out what they were going for here, and I have this thing of like you know they thought that like tween girls would think that he's he was like hunky and cool. <laughs> Maybe I don't know because like this movie, oh. it definitely is skewing younger than what Terminator was going for. You know, yeah. So that's why I was trying to think in, in your casting him the way he looks and that kind of thing, what they were going for. So, hmm. I think in the previews for the movie, I think in the trailers it was known like which one was the good Terminator, which one was the bad. But for a second, it kind of make you think like Arnold is gonna maybe shoot Terminate I mean shoot John or is that what kind of what they were going for? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think so. Kyle, you say, yeah. you say you think he did a good job though? I think he did. Edward Furlong? Uh yeah. no. I don't know. I like him but- <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did a good job. I mean unfortunately there are times when um he was going through puberty, and so his voice was cracking. Um, and there are even times when they they actually they messed with the audio because his voice yeah, was cracking. Yeah, some bad ADR was it there? Yeah, that was. Yeah. It's like they they had him do ADR like two months after the movie was in his voice was <laughs> yeah. cracked. But I do think that um, probably when they made the movie, they were going for that kind of mystery of like, or you know, trying to um, trying to make you think that. The, you know, the Terminator was bad, but then we all know that people who cut trailers were marketing people, not yeah. necessarily people who made the movie. So that's like yeah. where it got yeah. screwed up. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was the idea. Was they wanted to they wanted you to go in not knowing, you know, where each person stood in the grand scheme of things until the last minute. But you yeah. know, trailers tend to ruin a lot of things. Did you have a point? So does uh, the internet. Uh, um, <laughs> on the topic of Edward Furlong again. Uh, I remember in the commentary they said they had to dig holes for him to stand in sometimes because he was growing too too fast. Uh, yeah. Puberty. It's hilarious. Puberty. Yeah. Uh, so there's a fight between the two Terminators and Termi One is left on the ground, and Termi Two goes after John. He looked at that mannequin really funny because <laughs> it looks like him. Yeah. 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 He was like a date. Maybe? Just one of those little funny <laughs> in jokes, you know. Got a, got a little meta for a second there. But you wouldn't understand until later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only notice this on your second viewing, I suppose. 
So T one thousand chases John. John is on his bike, and uh, one thousand is on foot. He's the best runner, running like a <laughs> boss. He does he set some records. Nope. So <laughs> he's not breathing. His buttocks are clenched. <laughs> he's just running full out. <laughs> so after this movie came out, there were a lot of pe- there were a lot of kids in my school that would like have races trying to run like the Terminator. <laughs> I, 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 still, I still do that. I still try They'd to get the like music playing in their heads like. He's aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's actually like behind the scenes footage of Robert Patrick like training, and and you know like basically like he he had to like work out to get like a swimmer's body in order to you know look the way he does in that movie. Yeah, and he must only be breathing through his nose, and that must be hard to do if you're running like probably in short little bursts. Yeah. Was he running on a treadmill, or how do they do the effects on that? No, you could see him running on the pavement. Yeah, no, he's I just mean, like he's, all the time. You think? Because there's yeah. some scenes, not in this scene, but in some scenes, I could swear that he might have been running on a treadmill. I don't, know. I don't I think they. Know. I don't think they had the effects at the time to like superimpose him like that. If, if that were the case, I think every time you see him, he's just he's just he's just running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, then I'm even more impressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. T-1000 manages to get a truck and then Termi follows him on his bike and a good chasing follows. At one point T-1000 drives off a bridge and rams John's bike but somehow John doesn't fall off his bike. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that like, you know, if you guys notice like there's a there's a there's a truck motif in, in both Terminator films and that's because James Cameron was a truck driver before he got into making movies. Oh, really? I really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah Pretty he, he sure was... I remember a truck in the third movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, was a, he, was a, he was a trucker. And, and he um, I believe he was a production designer um, for Roger Corman. That's how he got into making movies. And that's why he, he his first movie is Piranha 2. That's a Roger Corman production. Um, and that's why Dick Miller shows up in Terminator. Yeah, he, um, it's funny because I know he did some stuff, and I want to say I don't know exactly what he did that was underwater. Um, you know, and when abyss. he's but yeah, no, no, for the abyss. But like he also did something outside of that, which is what made him have interest in you know underwater stuff. So yeah, interesting probably, guy. Probably Piranha too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shooting underwater stuff. You know. But yeah, this uh, the spillway chase is like just iconic cinema. This part, this whole chase scene. Yeah. yeah, and it's like today, you know, you can look at that moment where where Arnold, you know, is on the bike and and he he goes off the uh, off the um, off the ledge and lands in the in the uh, aqueduct. And it's you can sort of te- you know it's clearly a stunt man, and they might have even superimposed Arnold's face onto the stunt man. But it's not. It's but it's not a very good job. Like it looks a little weird. Um, But you know, I mean, it was it was 1990 at the time, so. I think watching it in HD makes it more noticeable as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's some things about Lord of the Rings that you can't tell. You know, they did special effects here, but I remember when watching it in SD, it didn't quite stand out so much. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help that they slowed down the scene, usually if it's... Yeah, stunning. it's in slow motion, so you're just like, ooh, yeah. I'm staring at somebody's face, and it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So Terry manages to get himself in a position to snatch up John and causes the truck to explode and almost murders a burning tire, but <laughs> T-1000 comes out from the flames. What if that tire was T-1000? It'd be justified. In- <laughs> yeah, anything could be. <laughs> so T-800 is driving off and John calls a timeout. <laughs> Surprised that Terminators are real. Termi says that John sent him 35 years from now to protect himself. This exposition is not as good as T1 expo- exposition, where it's given on the move in a car chase. Yeah. But that'd be funny if uh, when John did the timeout thing, the Terminator just like stood in the corner and faced the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think about what I've done. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a, a very bar. bad boy. <laughs> Got a dunce cap on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we see some firefighters putting out a fire and T-1000 steals a car. There's a lot of police vehicles stolen in this movie, <laughs> seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terminator does some expositioning himself. He says that the other Terminator is a T-1000 and he's more advanced. And John says that even though his foster parents are dicks, that he has to warn them, but it's too dangerous for him to go there, so he calls them foster mom answer then john notices that she's nicer than normal and the dog is barking so he thinks something's up and termy tricks t1000 to reveal who he is by asking the dog's name and figures out that john's parents are dead oh yeah t1000 kills the stepfather we see the dead foster daddy and then t1000 goes back to his normal self what guy Oh, I hope that milk was really good. (laughs) Does anyone think that the dog is the same dog that Sarah Connor had in her car in the first movie? Oh, I didn't think about that. No, that wouldn't make that wouldn't make any sense. (laughs) Is it timing? Age? Well, well, timing. It's like eleven years at the most. Timing, and and they and it wouldn't be like a package deal of like, okay, if you want this kid, you you gotta have this dog too. Like you gotta tell him to get rid of that. Or they're like, I thought you were gonna get rid of that, or tell him to get rid of that. So it's John's dog. dog. Yes, John's dog. Mm. Mm. I don't know, but that would be a really old dog then. It would. Yeah, that's what I'm. And and plus, like, if he was, if John was ever in foster care, they wouldn't let him keep the dog. Son of Wolfie. <laughs> Unless the dog just kept on following him around, you know, from house to house. Max. Well, is, is this his first foster home? Uh, I don't think we know. But it could be. No. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Termy tells John that the other Terminator can mimic anything it comes into contact with, but not complex machines, so... I guess humans aren't complex. I don't understand the T-1000. I don't like it as a concept. <laughs> how does this... Yeah. How does, like, Mercury become flesh? Well, future. Because it looks cool. Enough. That's how. It's future, yeah. That is not good enough for me. Why are, why yep. are there millions of skulls all over the ground in the future? But, I mean... The skull time bushes, machine, I'm telling you. It's like it's like sa- skulls have replaced sand. The time just, machine just, just can only water. send back living tissue. This thing you is... You guys, time compl- travel! It, yeah. No, this is the time travel <laughs> situation. This is a... No, what she's saying is, what like, saying, none of it makes sense. Because it's time travel. I just There's think time the travel first, in this movie. The first movie was... It had less problems. 
I agree with you, but, you know, they were like, this looks cool. Let's put this in here. Well, who's going to complain? Well, if they complain, yeah. we'll just say time travel. Where's You're going to buy into time travel. Where's the central par- uh, processor in a puddle of liquid metal? Huh? Future. They don't need to Although I... <laughs> I, do. I need answers. That nanobots? I don't know. Well, it used to be back in the 80s that they, like, you know, a computer, or in the 70s, a computer took up a whole room, so... Mm-hmm. And need you know, like we're a billion trillion and... fans to keep it cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe it's nanocomputers. You just don't know. Liquid yeah, nanocomputers. Understand. <laughs> and the internet. And the internet. <laughs> it's cat's house. I, I don't remember if this did. movie came. Oh, go ahead. I said a wizard did it. <laughs> That's wizard. right. I don't remember if this movie came first or the Michael Jackson video did. It was basically the first use of this morphing technology. Uh, this movie came first. Okay. And the, yeah, the Michael Jackson video was right after, I believe. It might have even been the same year. Yeah, but there's some shots you know that they just put in there just because it was cool looking, like the helicopter and the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's even yeah, there's even more of that stuff in the um, in the like extended editions where like he's yeah. he's malfunctioning and stuff. And the, and at that point, it's just they're just showing off because like technically you're right, a wizard did do it. The wizards at ILM like this. <laughs> Thank you, George Lucas. Um, where am I? Oh, yeah. T-1000 goes to check the dog and realizes that he was tricked, I guess. Poor dog. Yeah, I think that's... Was it even necessary? That's. I think that's another That's another extended thing yeah, that they cut out. Yeah. Uh, he goes around John's room and starts touching everything, which is so creepy looking. Mm-hmm. Puts his hands on everything. and Licks things. Yeah. <laughs> Puts things in his pants. Uh, it's like, why does this fit? <laughs> he finds John's messages from mom box hidden in the wall, and I guess this at the in- at the institution. They're showing Sarah some pics of from 1984 of the Terminator, and now they're showing her pictures of him from present day, and they know that she knows who he is, and they. She knows that John is missing and the foster parents are dead, but she's not saying anything. She picks up a paperclip when they're not looking. Which I hate when they do that. They show those pictures like, these pictures were taken in 1984. I'm like, no, they weren't. No, they (laughs) weren't. He did not look like that in 1984. (laughs) He had more hair back then. (laughs) But I think it's also to show us that, um, you know, that she knows what he looks like, right? So, like, we're reminded. I wonder what they would think the connection is between them. Like the cops, what they would think the connection would be. I'm sure they thought it involved sex. <laughs> uh, John talks to T. What is he? T. Eight hundred about its life growing up. Just call him Uncle Bob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bob. This is because he looks like John Candy. <laughs> or oh, that's Uncle Buck. Sorry. <laughs> There's what about Bob? Well, <laughs> uh, Reese never goes to the fireplace, but now he's like he's about to go in the fireplace. Anyway, dog is walking. Into the fireplace. <laughs> I know. That's no, he's just sniffing thing. around it. He's <laughs> sniffing around it like he might want to go rescue or... your dog. <laughs> is he giving saying. you a thumbs up on the way in? Damn it! You will pay attention to me. <laughs> I'll have to light myself on fire. <laughs> That's right. There's Hot no dog. fire. <laughs> okay, so he. Now he knows everything Sarah, his mummy, said was true. He wants to find her, but Terminator doesn't like that. He's saying that's what the other Terminator would do, try to copy Sarah and make contact with him. 
We find out that uh, T-800 has to follow John's orders as he tells Termy to step on his leg and rough up some guys, but John tells him he can't go around go around killing people because he wants to kill one of the guys. And John really jerks sh- these guys around. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I don't like you, John. He's kind of a dick in this scene, yeah. He wants to go get his mom. And T-1000 drives up to that middle institution where Sarah is, and inside we see a creepy guard licking Sarah. <laughs> yeah, oh, this was the worst scene ever. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And after he leaves, she uses that paper clip to get free, and the T-1000 at the same time arrives at the desk and disappears. And then he kills one of the guards after taking his form. How did he take and his form? He didn't have contact with him. He, he stepped did? on... He had contact with a shoe. Yeah, that's... That's, it. that's not just, part of a human body. Just go with it. Oh! <laughs> you don't understand the technology, all right? <laughs> Maybe he just uh, oozed up into that shoe a little could bit. He touch Those, somebody's um... house? Could he touch somebody's house and then become them? Just anything they've had contact with? Uh, I want to believe that, because it's liquid mercury, and it's the future, and it's magic, and it's done by a wizard, so yes. Time traveling. <laughs> he touched his shoe to get dog crap off of there earlier, and there was still molecules. Or he just touches his shoe when he puts it on, you know. When yeah. Shoe, shoe, anything. Yeah. <laughs> those, uh, those guys, by the way, the, that, that wasn't like an effect. Like, those are twin actors. Yeah. Um, right. They were in Gremlins 2 at the time, also. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And also Linda Hamilton's yeah, twin is in the movie. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. in some of the scenes she, where you see two. Did she films. also buck, uh, bulk up for this movie? I don't know. I, I, I need to go back and watch. I don't think was she just, did, but they were able to like. She was only used, you know, when they weren't focusing like, it on her. Yeah, and like one of the extended scenes, there's a there's like a. They do an effect where like it, it looks like you're looking through through a mirror, but it, but it's actually. Um, it's actually Sarah's twin on the other side. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. She beats up that one guy and gets out. And then uh, Termi and John are on their way. And ooh, sirens. Uh, Sarah beats up Silberman and some other person. Oh, and John, well, they're about to go in. And John makes Termi swear not to kill anyone. But he does shoot a guard in the leg to get in. Okay, the beginning of the kneecaps, right? Yeah, uh-huh. told me not to kill anybody. That's one of the yeah. supposedly one of the most painful places you can be shot. Yeah, yeah, you can never walk or ride again. But you know, right? after, I don't know if you know about this, but like after this, and I don't know if it's been inspired by this movie, but there was just a slew of things where people were shot in kneecaps. Like that was like the PG way of of you know dealing with yeah. um, people. Now they you know, taking now they just down. now there's just no blood. Like they just remove yeah. all the blood, and that makes everything PG thirteen. So it's like you can shoot a guy in the face, and as long as there's no blood, everything's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, this is like let's disable this person, and you know, a, a PG way to do it is like let's just shoot him in the knee. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think like the kneecap and the and the stomach are like the two worst places to get shot. Yeah. Uh, good shot. I'm just gonna uh, take me out. I don't want the pain. <laughs> Sarah's using Silverman as a hostage. She's got a needle to his neck and full of Drano. Yeah. Uh, eventually, one guy grabs her, but she gets away as she's running through the hall and 
runs into Termi and freaks the fuck out. <laughs> she sees this him. was, this you? was so good because, yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Like, I love her face in that moment because you can imagine, mm-hmm. like, what's going through her head. Just She's like, oh, I failed. <laughs> yeah, and previously she was, just a moment ago, she was so tough and in charge and she just completely breaks down. Mm-hmm. And it really affected me this time because we just watched The Terminator not too long ago. You know, and so uh, just like seeing everything that she went through that movie, and then we just watched this, then we watched this movie. It's like, of course, like she a sense of memory good. thing where you just, yeah. like, oh god, ah! it was cool. And then when she's running away from Termi, that guard just tackles her, she <laughs> tackles the shit out of her. Yeah. But Termi ends up stopping all the guards, and but they break his glasses, and then he tells Sarah. Come with me if you want to live. Do you think she would have got out if uh, Terminator wasn't didn't come out of the elevator? If she would have escaped on her own? I don't know. It seemed like she, she was, was she was doing pretty well for herself. Mm. She was, but liquid mercury. <laughs> so, well, he but, he was still behind. I think she would have made it into the elevator, down to the parking garage, into a car before the probably just ahead of. The, yeah, she probably would have already been in the elevator by the time he showed up. Yeah. I think he would uh, run the car, though. <laughs> John convinces Sarah that Termi's on their side, and this is when Liquid Termi shows up and Solid Termi. <laughs> 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 My notes say Liquid Termi and Solid Termi. And he chases him and gets shot in the head. I like the sound that the Liquid guy makes when he gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed at this Wait, point. Wait, so, so does, does this make one hard Termi and the other one wet Termi? <laughs> so <Yes>. wet. All right. <laughs> They're both together. That's how they work. <laughs> I noticed at this point that Sarah was kind of nipply. <laughs> <laughs> Did she Is wear a bra? I don't think so. There's no bras. She point. could hang herself with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if she can do that with a safety pin, can you imagine what she could do with an entire bra? Mm. Or a paper clip, sorry. <laughs> the underwire inside the bra. Like, mm-hmm. I'm taking this whole place down. <laughs> I trust her she could. Yeah. So they get outside and steal a police car. Ooh, and Wait, uh, you skipped over something I want to mention. Uh, in the elevator, um, when they're when they're firing at the T-1000, he's on top of the elevator. Um, one of the one of the gun blasts uh, blew out the hearing in one of Linda Hamilton's ears, so she she's she's deaf in one ear oh, from really? that point on. Yeah. Oh wow! Forever? Mm-hmm. Oh no! What? How did that happen? Okay. Like what? I don't. It just it just there was the the gun was too close to her, and and the and they were in an enclosed space in the elevator, and the sound Jeez. blew out one of her eardrums. It was the nineties. They weren't careful back then. <laughs> At least she didn't end up like Brandon Lee. Did that happen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, he chases them on foot. <laughs> They're in a car, and he chases them on foot, which is awesome. Uh, he's relentless, like Arnold was in the first movie. Uh, but they managed to get away. But I noticed I was wondering if this would come back later. John touched part of the Terminator. Yeah. At this point, part that was left on the car. I just like uh, like the effects when he gets shot, they're all CG, but afterwards, and the uh, shots afterwards, he's just got like props taped to him for the bullet holes. 
Yeah. He just looks hilarious with all those like things taped to him running. Yeah, he can't run very well, very aerodynamic anymore. Yeah, they're just like warbling all over his torso. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a Christmas tree or something. All right, so Tara, uh, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah tells John how stupid it was, and he used to be smarter, and he's too important, and she makes him cry. She's so mean. Oh. Termi uh, wonders what's wrong with John's eyes. So lame. Leaking. Blah. What is this she, human emotion you call love? <laughs> what is this water coming from your eyes? Yeah. Um, you are leaking. I don't know. He, he, you know, he called her. He called him out in front of his mom. <laughs> his mom's like, I don't cry anymore. I'm out of tears. Also, I like how uh, later on in the movie, Arnold says he has detailed files on the human anatomy. But he doesn't know what crying is. Yeah. (laughs) They don't include files on tear ducts. (laughs) Somebody deleted that part. John deleted that part because he knew what was going to happen. Makes sense. (laughs) He's going to see me cry, but I don't want him to know what's happened. (laughs) I was a big crybaby when I was a kid. Yeah, was. (laughs) (laughs) Was. T-1000 steals a police bike. And Termi and John, this was this a deleted scene? Which one? Where they patch up Sarah and then yeah. they fix well, Termi. Yeah. yeah, part of it was deleted. Part of it, yeah. But this was the scene I was talking about, where where they, in order to do the effect where they're pulling the thing out of his head, um, like they had to they had to have uh, Linda Hamilton's sister come in and uh, and mirror the whole thing. So that you could see a shot of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but then, then they used a puppet head to pull the uh, chip out. <laughs> he mentions he can go 120 years. Well, he can last that long on his batteries. And they decide to make him more human, and that's when they do the thing with his chip. Yeah, that none of that's in the final uh, theatrical cut. He just already knows how to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. She wants to smash his chip when they take it out, but John convinces her not to. Afterwards, they all get in a car and they head south. And John teaches Termi some lingo, and you can kind of tell that they did some ADR on this scene. <laughs> teaches them how to be, you know, just like Bart Simpson. <laughs> I'm not sure these phrases were in back in 91. I don't remember them being in when (laughs) I was a kid. I'm like, nobody says that. (laughs) Maybe they were trying to make new phrases. Yeah, they were trying to make... They were. Blazing a trail. I think Hasta La Vista Baby came Yeah, Yeah, they might have succeeded with that one. Yeah. John tells him he needs to lighten up, but he... uh, What got me is he said, you're acting like a geek. I'm like, what's wrong with that? This was really awkward. This is when geeks weren't cool. And this was really awkward, like this whole little snippet when he puts all the catchphrases. Like, nobody talks like that. (laughs) And he teaches Termi how to smile, which this was funny. (laughs) Yeah, this was was cute. (laughs) That's also a deleted scene. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't remember that. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, is a better actor than a lot of people give him credit for. He has a certain repertoire. Yeah. He can do certain things. It's funny, but I don't really... It's too silly. It's too silly. This movie's too silly. You and your silliness. Not a remake, just a continuation of the same themes. You uh, and your logic. Consistency in tone is what you're saying? Yes. 
Well, there's a, a huge inconsistency in tone with Alien and Aliens, and you love those. Yeah. Oh, no. Ooh, good point. <clears throat> how, how can we... Uh, so about... How many times are we going to reference so that? <laughs> Lawyered. How many, what do we feel about Gremlins and Gremlins 2? I don't remember them well enough. Okay. Okay, well, Gremlin, Gremlins 2 is just camp. Yeah, Gremlins 1 was really dark. Except for the Christmas tree. Th- yeah, it was really dark in all ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they see some children playing, and John thinks they're not going to make it. But then Termy tells them who's mainly responsible for building Skynet, Miles Bennett Dyson. He huh. creates a processor, and from there, Skynet, Skynet is built and becomes self-aware. And he has detailed files on Dyson, <laughs> so he wants to know everything. He doesn't have any files on Dyson's tear ducts, though. <laughs> no, those are all wiped out. Those don't exist in the future. <laughs> they get rid of tears. <laughs> Man, Dyson has a nice house. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all that Dyson Skynet money. Yeah. Well, to be. He's working and not paying attention to his wife. His wife is Esipatha Merkerson, who was a law and order for 17 years. Wow. Can you... And she was on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Don't watch that. <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, that, that, that creeped me out even when I was a kid. With, with Lawrence <laughs> Fishburne as Cowboy Curtis. Really? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, and I think she was the male lady. The, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the male, the postal, M-A-I-L? The postal lady. The postal lady, yeah, okay. Yeah, postal <laughs> Could have just said so, that. <laughs> yeah. Um... Now he's excited, but he's going to turn off his computer to be with his family. Because he's a good father. He kills humanity. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you win some, you lose some. So no, they all are rot- Yeah. So they all, like everybody makes mistakes, some people. <laughs> but not everybody kills humanity. Um, Sarah and all of them arrive somewhere and meet an old friend. And yeah, Arnold picks up that little kid. And Sarah's come to get her stuff for weapons of destruction. And they're going to go to Mexico. She tells them they all need to leave and have some bonding between uh, John and the Terminator. They're playing uh, High Five or something. Yeah. But I, I do like the uh, when he goes too slow and then uh, T-800 gives him a murderous glare. He's going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you. <laughs> Sarah's muscles are on display. <laughs> it's been working out. Sarah's muscles get more more screen time than Arnold's muscles. Yeah, <laughs> I think rightly so. <laughs> this is like post, you know, the Arnold uh, pump phase. So yeah. maybe maybe we want to focus on her muscles. <laughs> they still marry during this time, Cameron and and Linda Hamilton. I believe so. Yeah, I think they weren't married that much longer after this, but yeah. Do you know he had five wives, or he has five wives? Like, yeah. I didn't realize it's that much. He's he's apparently hard to get along with. <laughs> so. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I tweeted. Who was I tweeting about? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think I posted a picture that it was uh, Duncan Jones. He was saying, yeah, he's kind of a dick, but yeah. he knows what he's doing in the movies. He does. Um... Yeah, she sees another vision of those kids melting. That's terrible. I don't know why that made me so happy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so, 
I like children, okay? You like them on fire. <laughs> like how they taste? Yeah. I like Barbecue. other people's children because I don't have to take care of them for very long. This this scene terrified me as a, as a kid. I always had to look away. No, I didn't care. As long as an animal didn't get killed, I didn't care. I'm like, oh, eh. You're one of those people. You're one of those, <laughs> one of those people. people. Like, I am one of those people. people. I'm one of those people. You guys are just death and destruction all day long, but it's hands across America for poor Poochie. Absolutely. No, I get it because I mean, you know, dogs and cats, I mean, they're innocent. You know, they don't have any sort of animosity. Yeah, and kids, towards... kids just grow up to be evil people. So you know, <laughs> some of them start out evil. You guys are too cynical. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, there's a lot of movies like in the '80s that are about kids that like are evil, and so you know, mm-hmm, I was warped, I guess you could say. Yeah, she sees where she scratched no fate in the table, and she realizes that she must murder Miles Dyson if he takes off. That'll fix everything. I know. See, she's she has it right. She's like, yeah. just you know, white. She's she's a Terminator in her own right. <laughs> but the, well, I mean, that's that that's the whole, that's the whole point of that scene is mm-hmm. this. She's she's becoming just like them. But I mean, that's the great thing that like you know John you know makes her understand it's like killing him's not going to do anything it's just someone else is going to come along and build it you know and that's why they have to go to the go to the building and destroy everything mm-hmm. yes. but then there's a terminator 3 so me thinks that you know again i can't i can't get into why that bothers me but you know later I'll... yeah John sees the no fate message and realizes it's what his father told her uh, his father may Reese memorize it in the future and they figure out that she's about to go murder Miles Dyson. In the car ride, Termi says that killing Dyson might prevent the war, but John doesn't want to kill kill people. <laughs> kill. <laughs> he doesn't want to kill him. Doesn't want to kill haul him. Uh, A southernness comes out. <laughs> um, I noticed in all the car scenes, John never wears a seatbelt. That'd be funny if the the savior of human human race. Like that's was, how he dies. Like crash, <laughs> crash test, crash test dummy. Yeah, <clears throat> if it's like take one it, long commercial. Take it out in a fender bender. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and uh, wait, so if Terminator can last 120 years, he can go back until future John. Wait. he can prevent him from dying in that car accident somehow. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> He'll just create something else. Yeah. But wait a minute, won't be he, wouldn't he be erased? Because John would never be there in the first place. It doesn't seem to know. work like that. Yeah, it doesn't seem to work. So. version of time travel. No, it's through <laughs> a paradox. <laughs> so at the Dyson compound, we see Sarah sneaking around, getting her sniper ready, and she shoots at him but misses when he bends over to you know, pick up his son's toy. Damn it. Uh, she shoots up the place and he tries to get his wife and kids to run and she enters the compound and why do I, why am I calling it a compound? <laughs> <laughs> have to be one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she shoots him in the shoulder and goes psycho screaming that it's all his fault and, but she can't make him finish, make her finish him off, make herself finish him off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, Termi and John arrive. Looks like Dyson's going to be all right. He wants to know who they are, and he gives them a demonstration. There's a little overreacting, I think, by the Dysons when he cuts his arm. Overreact? How can you overreact? How would you react? 
See, I'd be. I see. I wouldn't be that surprised to see a robot come. <laughs> you in would. 2015, <laughs> in twenty fifteen, no. maybe back in ninety one, I would have. But see, but see, you've seen Terminator films, so of course yeah. you wouldn't be surprised. Well, weren't we discussing this in the last one? Like how how shocked we would be, and then it was just like, well, I wouldn't really be shocked because I almost expect some of this. I'd be like, oh yeah, time travel. I get it. No worries. I would be shocked because I realized that these are movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't expect a robot. See, you, you and your rea- you and your reality and your logic. This is something we have to get over. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same argument against your T one thousand argument. Using your own I'm argument. waving my fingers at you. <laughs> I was thirteen. I th- yeah, thirteen when this movie came out. Yeah, I probably accept it. <laughs> no biggie. Yeah, I think I saw it when I was like four. <laughs> There's your problem. <laughs> so they give Dyson the history of things to come. Love time travel. <laughs> and he's like, how are we supposed to know? And Sarah's like, <laughs> and <laughs> she's, just, she's just angry. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, she, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh. I just imagine living hell and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time travel is is weird. As John even mentions, he's like, my dad hasn't even been born yet. <laughs> That's so weird to think about. Yeah, for all he knows, he could be his father. He could mm. be his own father because he doesn't know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Dyson says they need to destroy everything, even the chip from the first Terminator and. He can get them past security. At this point, I was like, we haven't seen Liquid Termi in a while. But, you know, doesn't I think it's something like 45 fun. minutes that you don't see him. It's quite a bit. He's probably like, you know, resting after all that thing. <laughs> He's recharging. He's joyriding. Well, you know, he, you know what? He could, be, he could be a shoe or he could be. <laughs> we don't know where it's he is. I thought you said he was rusting. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Good one. That's a Robin joke. (laughs) There's another voice. There are several voiceovers in this movie. Who's she narrating to? (laughs) Us. I don't get it. Right. That's because she was narrating to her son. Yeah. Who's she talking to? Now it doesn't make sense. Yes. Weird. Herself. She is crazy. (laughs) She's lost. I don't think there was any narration in the first movie, was there? At the very end, I think it was when she was talking. Yeah. She's just recording. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. You actually see her talking into a tape, though. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. call mm-hmm. that. I wouldn't call that narration. She's probably talking to the same tape. This is time travel. <laughs> well, no. She went back to narrate to herself. Well, no, because 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 by this point, she's just sort of, kind of like monologuing to no, like she's not. She's talking to herself. She's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> So there's a voiceover where Sarah says the future was clear, but it's become a black highway at night. And I'm like, is it a lost highway? Uh, <laughs> okay. Terrible. Yeah. But the scene, I mean, the highway kind of reminded me of, anyway. But, uh. It needs to go faster. <laughs> now, now they're making it up as they go along and they get into Cyberdyne and tie the guard up. Yeah, I like that they all come in with their guns and John is armed with his mighty tape. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was like, I'll bet Edward Furlong gets off while watching this movie because it's like it's, <laughs> gets to be such like a badass or trying to be a badass in this movie. It was his first one. Yeah. 
So another guard trips the alarm after he finds a tied up guard and John's gonna get him in with his hacker skills and call him the police while Arnold blows a hole in the wall and Sherman gets in some masks and they get to work destroying everything. At this point, Liquid Termy shows up again. He's behind them. He just arrives at the Dyson home. And here's a police report about a break-in at Cyberdyne. And they mentioned Sarah Connor's name in the report. At least it wasn't Sarah screwing herself over this time <laughs> like in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, This is all deleted as well. Uh, yes. It wouldn't, you know, I mean, I don't know. I would think that, I don't know. I would think that the news from last last movie would still be relevant now you know like I would think that they'd be like hey remember this when this happened like so many years ago I don't know mm. they need better reporters in the future or <laughs> in the past whatever whatever this movie is taking place <laughs> uh, Cyberdyne they're still destroying everything and Dyson takes an axe to his work very cathartic one handed too he's just like yeah I just yeah he's one handed because he's injured but I just like how his injured hand is in his pocket so he just looks like a cool dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm gonna destroy this with one hand in my pocket yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> so the police roll up at Cyberdyne John does some hacking and what does he get is it a dog tag he gets out of there it's the other person oh, the other key okay yeah, one of the two keys that they need to simultaneously turn. <laughs> get the detonator ready. Termy says he's going to take care of the police, and he gets that big-ass gun out and shoots up all the cars, but he doesn't kill anybody. No, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, and he smiles, and he's like, trust me. Yeah, And that's just not right. He's a damn Terminator. Uh, <laughs> he, he learned how to smile, so... He becomes- they put an emotion chip in him like they did with Commander Data. Maybe. I don't approve. <laughs> he needs a cat. <laughs> yep. So John and Dyson get the arm and the chip, and more police arrive. And right when the good guys are getting ready to leave, the police arrive and start shooting up the place, and they shoot Dyson, who is... Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I do it. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Um, I hope nobody, <laughs> I hope nobody, the police don't listen to this podcast or some burning children. Yeah. No, I'm sure. Um, there's another thing from my cousin. He says that uh, the lead SWAT team member here is played by yes. Dean Norris. Yeah. Really? Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah. Back when oh, he had hair. That's crazy. He has hair. Sorry. I wonder how old he was. I don't know. He, uh, yeah, Dice, uh, the other three get away, and Dyson holds onto the detonator just long enough for the police to clear out before he dies. And what did, the building goes. Crazy. What did you say about his death scene, Kyle? Oh, I don't know this for sure, but my friend was telling me that he saw another movie with him in it, and he died the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, not with a bomb and stuff, but just his acting the way he died. <laughs> Trademark death. <laughs> That's his one skill. I was kind of pleased. Dying that way. I don't. I mean, I've never been shot, but I have had kidney stones before, and <laughs> and it can it can, like it'll affect your speech like that. <laughs> Be, being in that much what? pain, being that much oh, pain okay. on your insides, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant kidney stones specifically. <laughs> no, I was saying that, like, you know, yeah, it's gotcha. that, that they're similar. 
I'm just uh, picturing you suffering from kidney stones and just going. <gasps> yeah. As you, as you gradually, was, like your breath. I can't slowed. really, I can't really joke because it, it was a lot like that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's sad. It's it's one of the worst pains a man can go through. So with or woman. Cy- oh, sorry. No, I just no, said or true. woman. <laughs> oh, and I was just I was just referring to the fact that like a lot of uh, a lot of people have said that like it's it's the closest thing a man can come to to experiencing childbirth. Oh, yeah, well. like like Dude. it hurts that much. I don't want to say anything because I I shouldn't say it. I'm probably going to jinx myself, but I know a lot of friends who have gone through that, and I just I'm just like I feel bad for them, but I feel lucky for myself. <laughs> Just drink, Tomorrow. Drink, lots, drink lots of water and lots of cranberry juice is all I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that the fact that I don't drink soda anymore will help. Oh, that. yeah, that'll help greatly. Um, this helps. Yeah, brought to you by what we make. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fate but what you make. Mm-hmm. I wrote down paradox stuff. right here. Ooh. For what? I guess I'm talking about Cyberdyne being destroyed and nothing changing. Well, of Termi not disappearing and all that. Yeah. I guess that's what I was thinking about. Thinking back to the future, well, they, he slowly fades. <laughs> well, they, 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 do, they do reference that later because he's still around, so there's still, um, you know, there's still a chip that can be... But even when, they, even when they destroy his chip, at that moment, Sarah and John should not be where they're standing. <laughs> well, no, because everything, no, everything, not- everything up to that point like, has, has still happened... It's just like things that haven't happened yet are now not going to happen because they've they've prevented it from continuing on that path. But it happened. It's 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 a whole timeline string theory <laughs> thing that I don't want to get into. <laughs> oh, well, just I don't want string theory. Yeah. Uh, no string theory. <laughs> I flashbacks lip- from about heroes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> which apparently is coming back because we needed more of that. Yes, we absolutely need more of that. Yes, we need more heroes. Let's try I'm looking again. Forward to heroes. I, I am because I'm hoping because I'm we like had, a hopeless, had, you know, hopeful person, and I just am thinking they can't mess it up the second time. So we had, we had four seasons to get it right. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> so sad. But it's gonna it's not gonna be like I don't know. I think they can. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm optimistic. I think they Me can you know, have I'm, a fresh story. I'm optimistic. With mostly too. new characters. Like you know? learn yeah. from their mistakes, blah, blah, blah. I'm hoping. That would be nice, yeah. Short season, so it won't get too stale. So after Liquid Termi rides up, Sarah and them get off an elevator and the police shoot gas and tells them that to wait there. He's coming back. Okay, and... He comes out and he's fully armed, and the police give him like three chances before they start firing at him. Yet poor Miles Dyson, they just blew him away on sight. <laughs> <laughs> and this Terminator didn't mind taking on the police. The one in the first movie kind of ran yeah. at first. Oh, yeah, one time. I love that he shoots the one guy in the in the gut with the uh, with the with like the tear gas launcher. Like he just like. Poof. Like shoots him right in the stomach. Shoots one guy in the back too. Like, oh god, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Non-fatal wounds, of course. Don't mm-hmm. worry. He's just crippled for life. <laughs> he just wishes he was dead. He'll live as a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. He'll live if you call that living. <laughs> Vegetables are people too. <laughs> 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 I 
Looks terrible. I know. <laughs> so, Liquid Termy drives up the stairs, and other Termy takes out more cops, and. I love how his motorcycle sounds like a radio-controlled car when he goes up those stairs. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) And when the gang takes off in a truck that Termi procures, Liquid Termi gets a helicopter and pursues him. That's some of the the most impressive practical stunts I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, that... The helicopter pilot? Yeah, the low yeah. altitude chopper. It's insane starts. how he goes under those overpasses. It's like, what? Under, under an overpass and pulls up at the last second before hitting an overpass as well. Mm-hmm. well I like how the pilot just jumped in. He's like, get out and just <laughs> okay. jump. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting the fuck yeah, out of Yeah, there's here. this great little moment when he's morphing where, like, it's it's... He's like separating from like the like the 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 his arm is forming from the stick on the uh, on the uh, the controls, so it looks like he has like this giant erection. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I feel inadequate. Yeah, I'm leaving. Get me away from this <laughs> giant liquid metal erection. It scares me. <laughs> I mean, I can't compete. <laughs> Might as well die. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not worth it anymore. I know this exists now. <laughs> yeah. So during this awesome helicopter chase, Sarah gets hit, but they end up causing the helicopter to crash, and Liquid Terminator steals another truck and an 18-wheeler with liquid nitrogen written in giant letters on the side, so we'll know <laughs> did you, what's in it. Did you guys notice that he was steering the helicopter with a third arm? What? No, I didn't no. that. Yeah. It's awesome. That's me. Wow. Yeah, Are you sure that was his arm? <laughs> <laughs> well, unless his penis has a hand on it, I don't know. Well, you know, yeah, he's made out of liquid nitrogen, so you never know. Form into anything. <laughs> Sarah and the gang take some guy's truck, and there's another chase into a steel factory. And Arnold hops on the 18 wheeler and makes it turn over. And Liquid Termy gets frozen. That's called that was jackknifing. Yes. But that was amazing when he climbed up on the cab and just fully unloaded that clip into him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, damn it, screw this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and once he's frozen, T-800 shoots the other one and shatters him. And what, what, he's not done. And what did you say, Kyle, instead of shooting him? He, instead of shooting him and shattering him and letting him melt, he should have picked him up and dropped him into a, pu- <laughs> a pool of lava. Yes. Yeah, that would have been... He frozen T-1000 up. Also, also, he could have just left him in that state because it would have been taken taken him longer to 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 you know melt and form back he together. To like one liner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stupid Terminator. Did <laughs> 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 you good job? <laughs> Who says they're learning computers? Oh. <laughs> he just has a sad look on his face. He's just a little Termy. Leave him alone. <laughs> Uh, Liquid Termy puts himself back together and Sarah and the gang skedaddle. So every every instance from here on out of the T-1000 glitching is deleted in the final yeah. movie. Yeah, because I didn't remember any of that. Yeah, which yeah, is kind of a okay. shame because it's, it's actually kind of neat the yeah. way he what he's glitching and like a, and like picking up colors Korean. and patterns of things. Yeah. There's it's this one e- thing he does with his arm where he like flicks his wrist to make it go away. <laughs> yeah, it's a neat effect, but I think James Cameron wanted him to remain completely, seem like he's unbeatable. 
Like, yeah, like he like he 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 would be less of a threat if he's if they show him glitching. It's like, oh well, he's easier to get away from now. Sarah and John run while the two Terminators fight. Kind of reminds me of when Kyle took on the Terminator in the first movie. I mean, the both movies end with a truck chase into a into factory. a factory. Yeah, yeah. Arnold gets stuck, his hand stuck, while T one thousand goes after the Connors, but. Uh, Arnold ends up ripping his arm off to get free. When they were fighting, it was really cool when uh, he punched him in the head and his head became his hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so T-1000 pursues. Sarah sends John away, and this whole time, like, stop screaming, John. You knows right where you are. She's like, well, stop screaming. Shut up, kid. And Sarah lowers him into Mom, like, stop putting me in this little bin that's sending me in this direction. <laughs> Yeah. What are you doing? She doesn't, she doesn't know where that sends him. He could have got dumped into molten metal. Starts <laughs> going, Marco. Some Marco. <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm sick. I've, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I'm looking at you me. and your stupid haircut. <laughs> uh, Sarah gets her gun and starts blasting T-1000. Yet again, one-handed. Yeah. I wish. She st- I wish she had got the kill instead of Terminator. Yeah, that would have been but awesome. Have the explode, uh, the T one thousand explode. I don't care. I want, cool. I want Sarah to be vindicated and get one over on the Terminators. <laughs> so Sarah, or oh yeah, he wants Sarah to call John, but she won't do it. Yeah. Not gonna do it. And then Terminator shows up and fights some more, and well, oh, Termi gets beat up and gets stabbed, <laughs> and his Aww. lights go out. But then his light comes back on. <laughs> He's not done yet. Not yet. Back up. He frees power, himself bitches. and gets his gun. <laughs> He's got a generator inside. <laughs> and then John hears his mother calling for him and goes toward her voice. And did you know what was happening here recently? I yeah. did. I think I always knew. I always knew. <laughs> Sarah comes out and then another Sarah comes and original Sarah starts blasting that motherfucker. <laughs> this was a oh, this is an awesome scene that's kinda iconic. I Think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what. It, that's when it where it was where she was just one handed pumping that shotgun and was like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. <laughs> the guns yeah, on that lady, <laughs> literally <laughs> and figuratively. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing about it before I had a chance to see the movie, and I was I just couldn't wait to see this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't explain how John, like in the in the original theatrical version, they don't explain how John knew the, knew which one was his real mother. Mm-hmm. I think he just. I, if, if, if I remember correctly, they just they just they edit it together where like he sees the second one, and yeah. figures this one must be lying. But um, but yeah, in the in the extended version, like he actually looks down and sees the T one thousand malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. It's like melded into the floor, and it's like oh, <laughs> robot. <laughs> but unfortunately, Sarah runs out of bullets before she can knock him into the lava with her bullets. He's got some attitude. He starts waving his finger at you. Like, oh. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> How dare he, sir? Sassy. He's learning to be sassy, too. <laughs> but then Arnold comes back and blasts him with a bigger gun, and he falls into the lava, and he's thrashing around, taking on different forms before he's finally destroyed. He looks and he's sounds like... Yeah. Sorry. He looks and he sounds like the thing from John Carpenter's yeah. The Thing here, kind of. I was thinking he kind of reminded me of when Gollum fell into the lava of Mount Doom. Yeah. It's like the ring must be destroyed. Yeah, I guess. Fires. 
Yeah, after this, Terminator looks rough, but they throw in the hand and the chip and says he has to be destroyed too. The chip in his head has to be destroyed too. And since he can't self-terminate, Sarah has to do it. John tries to stop them. That's the second Terminator she will have killed with the push of a button. Yeah. (laughs) Isaac Asimov's Three Laws of Robotics. (laughs) What if John told him to self-terminate? Yeah. Does not compute. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it just explode. <laughs> oh, well, he, he did it. <laughs> yeah. uh, now Termi knows why people cry. And so lame. No. Says no. his goodbye. Are you sure you're not the robot in this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm growling too, because seriously, like I said, younger demographic, different demographic than the first. Yeah. And he's got the... He's got the vacation line. It's so... It was awesome. Ugh, come on. Yeah, that line was pretty lame. I'll agree with you on that. You guys don't know how to have fun. Indeed. You know what fun is. <laughs> These guys are jerks. Let's start a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cheesy fun cast. <laughs> Kitten, hey, bazooka. <laughs> Kitten Bazooka podcast. <laughs> And after this, we flash, we flash to the future. 30 years after Judgment Day, Judgment Day never happened, but Michael Jackson did turn 40. Yeah. There we go. And John has a senator. John is a senator. <laughs> and he has a daughter and they're playing in the park and Sarah's doing this voiceover and that is the end. I gotta watch that scene again. I only saw that once years ago. Yeah, that wasn't on the version I watched, but I have seen that scene. I, only, I don't really remember it. I don't either. Yeah, in the theatrical version, they just end on the um, on the on that road again, and Sarah's doing her the little road again. Her, her voiceover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, on the lost highway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Malika, do you need to? Leave? Yeah, I was gonna say I need to he- I need to head out. Um, I'll, I mean, all the lines in this one, there's so, there's so many, so you guys are going to cover them. They're all yeah. cheesy. But, do you have a writing? I do. So I actually, so I suspect this would be the case, but like, you know, when we were, when we recorded our last podcast, I was considering that this one I liked so much when I was a kid that I wouldn't kind of hold up as much when I was an adult. And I kind of found that to be the case. And I think because it was like more geared towards my age when I was a kid than I was now. Um, but I still liked it. It was entertaining. Um, you know, the special effects, I think, because, you know, they've come a long way. But back then, they were so amazing. So, you know, I mean, seeing it now, it's like, yeah, whatever. Liquid <laughs> nitrogen. They still hold up really well, though. They do. They do. But it's, like, not, like, as yeah. amazing as it was back then. Because back then, it was new-ish. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, I think I gave last week, like, an 8. I'm going to give this one a 7.5. I liked it slightly less just because I, I just felt more, um, like I felt the dread of the first one more than I did in this one. This one had a lot of more humor in it, but it wasn't as, like, scary. And I kind of liked that feeling. So that's my rating. Oh, cool. Thank you. Oh, I guess I should say, um, uh, let's see, 7.5 out of 8, um, half seen, uh, <laughs> Never mind. What you mean? Don't what you mean out of ten? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Seven point five out of ten. Um, half seen Robert Patrick dicks. How's that? <laughs> yes. Go back and watch that scene. I'm pretty sure it's there. So 
I want to post like a. I um. I actually yeah, found. You, you, I, I found a picture of it. I found a picture of it. I, I can send it to you. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll bookmark. You can bookmark it. It'll be my background. Yeah. It'll be my phone background. <laughs> All right, I gotta go, guys. But uh, thanks. I'll I'll listen to see what you guys say when I the episode comes out. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 Let's see some facts. Yeah, we already said they used Linda Hamilton's twin sisters. Um, apparently they knew they wanted to do a sequel right away, but there were some technical hurdles. But uh, but they you knew the technology wasn't there yet, and there were some intellectual property issues. But hmm. they got past all that eventually, and. It was the most extensive use of CGI, I guess, since Tron. Yeah, I could see that. Right. Blah, blah, blah. It was nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six awards, Oscars, and it won four Best Makeup, Best Sound, Best Sound Editing, Best Visual Effects. It didn't win Best Cinematography and Best Film Editing. Aww. None of the actors were nominated. Well, yeah. <laughs> Edward probably was. Really? Yeah, he was a probably. child. He did really good for no, a child. If, if they were if, if if they were nominated, then then IMDb would tell you. Um, yeah, like I I like the cinematography a lot. It's it was done by the same guy who did the first one. His name's Adam Greenberg, um, and he he for a long time he shot all of James Cameron's stuff. Um, but, uh, I think the last thing I saw him, I think the last thing I saw him shoot was snakes on a plane. I think. Yeah. Now, a lot of people like this movie better than the first one. I'm not. I do. One of those people. <laughs> well, I think I said last week back then, I probably would have put this one over the first one, but now I like the first one better. I saw the second one first when I was a kid. So I'm probably also really, uh, nostalgic about it. Mm. Yeah. But I still, I still do like it better than the first one. But I still love the first one. That's why I think most people like it better than the first one is because it's the first one they saw. They saw it when they were a kid or a preteen. It was the first big summer blockbuster. They have good, fond memories. I, I just, just saw it. Just saw it on VHS. <laughs> I, I I like it better for the first one simply for the fact that it's just it's just a better movie in terms of like yeah. it's better it's better made. Like James Cameron is more you know he's he's more accomplished. Like he knows more what he's doing and they have more money behind it. So it's just. I think I don't I don't think the effects hold up as well as the first ones actually. Really? I don't mm-hmm. I didn't really notice anything. The primi- the primitive CGI doesn't look mm-hmm. as good as the uh the models from the first movie. I don't think in the stop motion. <laughs> stop <know>. motion <laughs> looks good, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I, There's and only, I just, that was awesome. The only stop motion in the first movie really is the uh when he's walking down the corridor and the, terrible. the Terminator comes in. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm, I have an affection for stuff like that, old effects like that. I I wish people would would use them again, but you know, it is but it is noticeable. Um, but I just I think all around, like the second film is just better in terms of like there's there's more time spent with like the characters, like there's like there's more fleshing out of the characters. Um, it's not just sort of like. Like the simple plot of like, there's this machine after you, and you know, run and hide and and fight. Well, I, that's what uh, I like about the first one. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I like it as like for what it is, but I mean, it is it is a very sort of nuts and bolts, cheesy, you know, action horror film. I mean, you know, and plus like the acting in the first one is very melodramatic, and 
you know, it's good, but it's just like, okay, you know, like the whole thing was like, oh, and then and then they have sex, and it's like, what? Well, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but I just think I just think the the second film is just everybody, you know, coming back, like having, you know, been in in the business for a while now, and so they're they're not as green, and so they're 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 just better at their craft. Uh, I disagree. I think everything is worse in the second movie except for Sarah Connor, who is better. Right. Well, you and I are you and I are gonna fight. <laughs> I have a whole. I wrote down all my thoughts here. I'm gonna defend the first movie. Yeah, after right. nothing wrong with the first movie. Yeah, but I want to. I want to be clear. Like I like the first movie a whole lot. You know, I, oh, I have know. the whole. I, I have the whole set. I just yeah, and I like the second movie. But right. Just, and that's time we can talk about what went wrong with the franchise. <laughs> All right, uh, John. I forgot to ask you at the beginning. Like, have you seen all the movies and the TV show? Oh yeah, I'm a huge Terminator yeah. fan. Awesome. What about you, Kyle? I've seen all the movies, but I didn't finish the show yet. Okay. Did, did we get everyone's ratings yet? No. Uh, no, we'll get to that. Do we want to do quotes first? Let me go. Uh, let me go. Let my dog in first. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, Is that Wolfie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing quotes or ratings? Oh, uh, quotes. Let's do right. quotes. You guys go first. I have <laughs> the guy at the bar that got beat up by Terminator. <laughs> like, pull it out. Pull it out. <laughs> uh, pull it out. <laughs> I turned that into something different than what. You <laughs> 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 uh, have a dirty mind. What do you have, Kyle? Uh. I have, hey, shut up, you piece of shit. When he's yelling at the dog. <laughs> and then he gets the knife in the throat. Yeah. All right, I'm back. Hi. What's your okay, got any quotes? Quotes. Um, it's okay. We did it too, but it's okay if you repeat. <laughs> right. I, I had one, but I'm not going to use it now because apparently they don't like it. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no. You get two quotes. I, oh, oh, I do? I get two? I want to hear your quote. Okay. <laughs> I need a vacation. Ah! <laughs> I love it. I had that one down too, so don't feel bad. My yeah. second, my second quote is, "No, I wouldn't worry about him." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, my quote, uh, Kyle. Do you want to be Doctor Silverman? Uh, sure. I highlighted the stars, your lines. So I did Kyle Reese being interrogated, and now I'm going to do Sarah Connor. Uh, I was hoping you would. <laughs> Yay. Uh, am I starting? Yeah. You made, a, you made a typo. Whatever. Dreams about cataclysm or the end of the world are very common, Sarah. It's not just a dream. It's real, you moron. I know the date it happens. I'm sure it feels real to you. On August 29th, 1997, it's gonna feel fucking real to you, too. Anybody not wearing number two million sunblocks gonna have a real bad day. Get it? Relax now, Sarah. You think you're alive and safe, but you're already dead. Everybody, you, him, everybody, you're all fucking dead. You're the one living in a dream, not me, because I know it happens. It happens! Oh. <laughs> And scene. Yes. Hey. And thank you, Malika, for that picture you sent. <laughs> although, although for extra credit, you should have done the part where the where the where the tape gets paused and her voice goes. <laughs> I have another another quote. Okay. It's just an impression. 
Silverman yells, "Get her!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he says, "I think he's holder." <laughs> holder, yeah. <laughs> he's got this. He's got the syringe in his mouth or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one. Everybody has some others, but they're not that great. Okay, I've got a, a comparison quote to show the lameness of it. <laughs> Term- the Terminator in the first movie has "fuck you, asshole." The Terminator in the second movie has "I know now why you cry." Uh, he but al- it is something I can never do. He also has "shut up, dickwad." Or chill out, hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, it's just a catchphrase machine. "Fuck you, asshole" is a better catchphrase. <laughs> I use it to this day. <laughs> "Fuck you, asshole." Catchphrase generator. (laughs) Four catchphrase pull lever. Yeah, Terminator's hooked up to the internet and it just (laughs) randomly. Alright, so is there any doubt who our badass of the week is? Uh, Sarah Connor. Sarah? John? No, 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 Sarah Connor. Okay. I think it's the lady with the cast who smacks the Terminator in the or uses her cast uses her cast to smack the Terminator in the face, and you can hear her bone breaking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do ratings. Uh, you want to start us out, John? Um, I like this film a whole lot. I think it's out of the films, it's probably my favorite um, representation of of the Terminator franchise. So I'm going to give this 9 out of 10 time paradoxes. <laughs> all right. You want to rate it, Kyle? Yep. Uh, it is my favorite movie of all time. You bastard. Oh. And I give it 10 out of 10 better than Terminator ones. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, You're dead you, to man. me. <laughs> I still give this first one 10 out of 10, too, though. <laughs> this gets 10.5? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a high 10. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 cheesy uncle jokes. Um, okay, I, I, today I took the time to write down all my thoughts about why the first one is better than the second one. <laughs> Nerd. Let's read some. Yeah. All right. So in the first movie, the protector has a connect uh, connection to his mission, and in T2, it's just a tool. Uh, the human protector is more fragile, and thus the danger seems higher. Uh, it's a horror sci-fi hybrid movie, the first one, compared to just a action blockbuster, kind of like how Alien and Aliens, we mentioned that, you know, a genre film versus an action movie. I guess it just depends on what kind of movie you like more. Uh, the first one's grainier and dirtier. It's like a dirtier image. It's harsh industrial score, and it's more suspenseful, in my opinion. Um, it's uh, like briskly paced and lean and focused, and it's just got suggestions of a larger mythology. But like T two is like more bloated with big themes and superfluous voiceovers, and uh, there really weren't that many voiceovers. There was a few, and it's like ruthless. Unstoppable killing machine versus Bart Simpson's catchphrase sidekick. And it's and like uh, Kyle and Sarah are really interesting. I think like he's starstruck by her. Like to the audience, it seems like he's the one with all the strength. But to Kyle, Sarah Connor is the legend, and she's the one with the strength, and she's the one carrying them through this mission. And uh, 
it accomplishes the first movie accomplishes much more on a much smaller budget and uh I don't know. I just I I already mentioned my problems with the time travel that was set in the first movie that was completely like screwed up by this movie like the future the living tissue stuff. And yeah, I don't how do understand you know that it the T1000 works. How do you know this, it couldn't emulate living tissue? It's the It's metal. It's metal the metal is not flesh. That's all I got to say. But well, uh, metal's also not liquid, but there we go. Yeah, yeah it is. There's liquid metal, there's mercury. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I don't but, think he was supposed to be made out of mercury though. No, they never, he's, they never they, say. They, well, no, they actually do say specifically what he's supposed to be made out of, um, but uh, but I think I think those are all valid points. I st- I still just I still think that the second film is a, is a is just it just takes everything from the first film and just and just kind of you know brings it up a notch. So I just Besides I just the horror aspect. Like it. Yeah, no, I I I, I agree in terms of comparison to Terminator and then Terminator 2, but I've never really liked the comparison between Alien and Aliens because, you know, while Aliens is rooted in, in like, military action, like, it's still very horrific. Yeah. It is still very much a horror film. I mean, it's in the horror section of, you know, of, like, video stores back when those were a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I was done. I'm oh, sorry. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I was going to give it an 8.5, but I feel like I need to bump it up a little more because I think I liked it a little more than Matt. Still not as good as the first movie, but, you know, it was good. Um, I'll give it 9 out of 10 Molten Terminators. <laughs> Yay! What uh, What did you rate the first one? I haven't heard the podcast yet. I gave the first one 9.5 out of 10. What did you give it, Matt? 10? 10. 10. Yeah. I said it was my favorite movie of all time. And your favorite movie of all time is the second one. Yep. Now we must fight. No. Actually, <laughs> weird story. Do you remember when we were kids at a campground pretending that we were the T-1000 and the Terminator? No. I remember that. Did we, we had a, we had like a fake gun. Did we kill children around No, us? we were fighting each other. Oh, we are trying to kill each other. Yeah. Okay. I was the T-1000 and you were the Terminator. Well, I was five years older than you, so I probably kicked well, your we ass. all know who won in that fight. <laughs> yeah. When I think of you two fighting, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> hey, guys, let's do some feedback now. Yay. I'll take the first one. The first one is a Facebook comment from Dan. Because I keep forgetting to put the email address in our uh, in when I post for feedback. So <laughs> I forget everything, guys. Okay, anyway. Dan says, this is the only entry in the Terminator franchise that I saw in the theater or saw when it was new. I think it's a model sequel in many ways. The time lapse between movies was used as an opportunity to tell a different story in the same framework. The flipping of the script from bad Arnold to good Arnold, using a bigger budget to introduce new elements, and overall not feeling like a paint-by-numbers retread of the original or a cash-grabbing con job. Robert Patrick is frightening as the T-1000, and it doesn't hurt that he was wearing LAPD garb in the wake of the assault on Rodney King. I generally prefer practical effects, but this movie makes a better case than most for CGI. Sarah Connor is an interesting and impressive character. John Connor's quasi-pacifist directives to his pet Terminator provide an unusual twist for an action movie. On the downside, I don't think this film added much to the mythology of the franchise. Also, I found Sarah Connor's narration to be a bit too much. Overall, a strong sequel, but I personally prefer the original. Thank you, Dan. You're right, Dan. 
<laughs> Why don't you guys just go get married or something? <laughs> I'm gonna marry everybody who likes T1 better than T. <laughs> okay, our next is an email from Daniel. I will post it in the chat. Who wants to take that one? Uh, it's under Robert Patrick's penis. <laughs> as most things are. <laughs> Oh. oh, you can see it. No! <laughs> <laughs> you flicked on it. <laughs> uh, I guess I can read it. Um, hey, what we make podcast. I know Matt prefers the fil- first film, but like Aliens, Terminator 2 is one of those rare moments that gives me exactly what I want out of a sequel. It tops the original in every way it can while raising the stakes even higher. Instead of one Terminator, we get two. Sarah Connor has trained herself to be even more badass, and the plot isn't just escape, but fighting back and changing the future. Too many sequels fail to deliver that. <clears throat> I really like how we get to see realistic consequences for the characters in the wake of the first film. Sarah Connor is now in an asylum for trying to get proactive on Skynet and blow up a computer factory while ranting about cyborgs from the future, and John is a delinquent in foster care. In contrast, a lot of horror movies don't really consider what might happen to the heroes after the dust has settled and they've just staked the guy they claim is a vampire to death. At their heart, both Terminator films are love stories. T2 is about the bond between his son and his mother. Sarah thinks she, she needs to become like a Terminator in order to protect John and do what must be done, but John has to show her that it's ultimately the wrong path. Sarah is pretty unsympathetic when she goes to kill Dyson, Dyson, but it's like the idea of killing the Nazis before they committed their genocide. Right, wrong or right, a lot of people would approve. With everything Sarah knows about the billions going to die, it's not one of those things you can just think about and decide it's wrong. No, she has to actually go down the dark path and get right up close and see her, for herself why it's the wrong way to do things. In a way, she never could have by just thinking about it. She's lucky Dyson wasn't an asshole like Hitler, though. <laughs> But I think this is an example of why John is the leader of the future resistance. Raised by Sarah, he's not just tough like a Terminator, but he knows love and the value of human life. He's not willing to become a monster just to defeat one. Okay, so this is running long, so I'll just say thanks again for the great podcast so far. Daniel. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. I think to be fair, they have to show Labia in the next movie. (laughs) Just to even things out. Yeah. Yeah. That's where my mind is. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we have an email from Heidi. Hey, guys. I watched the special edition version of this movie, but I'm not sure how it differs from the theatrical version. You may have talked about this already. Anyway, the special effects have improved tremendously in the seven years between the two films. I like that the questions that come to mind at the beginning of this movie are quickly answered. Things like, why is John Connor using his real name? It all makes sense right away, which is nice. Yay for the drugs they give Sarah at the mental institution because we get to see Kyle Reese again. (laughs) Also, this place and the people running it are seriously messed up. I also love that Arnold is now the Terminator protecting John, and the scene where we figure that out is pretty fantastic. The T-1000 is seriously scary. Able to become anyone or anything, very scary. Although the logistics seem a little weird. It can't form complex metal machines, but can replicate any human? I I like John being a kid and making friends with Arnold, 
teaching him phrases and to smile. I like that he's still a kid, even though the weight of the world is on his shoulders. He hasn't gotten to that point of being willing to do anything to stop Skynet, and maybe he won't. Maybe that's why he's a good leader, because he realizes the human race may not be worth saving if they're willing to kill good people who happen to do the wrong thing. As with the first movie, I enjoy the human interactions and character moments more than the action-slash-chase sequences. Although the action sequences are really good, I like the story and the relationships between the characters much more. I think this is my favorite of the films, and I look forward to hearing your discussions about it. Until next time, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. I podcast with her. I do, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next, we have an email from Robin. Hey, guys. And now we have arrived from Meek and Shaggy mopped Sarah Connor to Sarah fucking Connor. When this movie came out, I was 16. I think I had seen the original a couple years earlier at a friend's house because my parents had a firm rule about me not seeing R-rated movies until I was 18. Luckily, my friend's parents didn't give a shit. I absolutely freaked when I saw the trailer for T2 the first time. I remember being blown away by the new Terminator on display, but I was really entranced by the new badass Sarah Connor. In the trailer, you got to see her doing pull-ups in her cell, all sweaty with that wife beater on. Hot damn. (laughs) Oh, also, it was PG-13, so ha-ha, mom and dad. I didn't have a driver's license yet, so my friend and I rode our bikes to the theaters about 12 miles away. It was 4th of July weekend and blazing hot. We were early and were pretty much dehydrated by the time the doors opened because we were having a loogie spitting contest. (laughs) (laughs) My friend was a never-ending fountain of phlegm. (laughs) Yeah, pretty gross. But as a kid, I was in awe. Anyways, it was a good time. It was good times. I specifically remember the audience freaking out when George Thorogood fired up and Arnold stepped out of the bar in his new duds. I did too because I'm not sure the opening chords of Bad to the Bone were much of a trope back then. I also was so happy that Sarah had a smart-ass son named John who was supposed to be the savior of the human race. He rode a dirt bike, blared Guns N' Roses, and got to be a friend with a Terminator who did what he asked. Yeah, I wanted to be John Connor. He also had the best haircut ever. I agree. And you'd see it on a lot of teenage boys after the movie premiered. Well, that's about it. This movie is a classic 10 out of 10... Smoking hot pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Where were the puns? There was no puns. It should have been puns. He's always with the puns. Ah, uh, I like puns. This Terminator puns are hard to do. Maybe he only does them when he knows that Mel's going to read it because she hates puns. What? <laughs> How can you hate a pun? <sighs> Don't get me started on puns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, we have a voicemail from Ian. Whoa. Oh, well, that beep was Matt A. sending in feedback, so we'll get to that after Ian's. I was about to say, there's no Matt A. feedback? Hi, it's Ian here, and once again, I've only just finished watching T2, just in time to send some feedback in. I really must get better at this timing. Anyway, not much to say this time, apart from T2 is an excellent sequel, because it repeats a lot of the same feel, 
really the slight change up of more action. Some of the same beat and pacing in some ways of the original film, but it's not an outright copy like some really bad uh, sequels can be. <laughs> so in my book, this is a great sequel. And yeah, I think my theory still holds up because, you know, why would you send a prototype like uh, the T-1000 through unless you really didn't have any other option? You know, it's the end of the war. You send it through and then you've got one Terminator left to send through to the 80s. So I think my theory still holds up. Aside from that, I really like some of the other stuff in this act adds to the whole mythos that gets built up on later but i'm not going to go into it because a spoilers b i'm sure you've discussed a lot of the other stuff keep up the great work i've enjoyed the first show i'm looking forward to the rest bye guys thanks ian thanks ian Ian. i podcast with ian too (laughs) (laughs) you guys are podcast whores yes (laughs) do all the podcasts okay (laughs) He says this is long and rambling and not worth playing. Well, play it, but I encourage you to use the bathroom or fix yourself a snack while I go on and on with no particular insights or purpose. All right. (laughs) And now it's downloading. And let us play. Hello, What We Make podcast. I'm sending in feedback a little late because I've been putting this off. It's hard to condense a two and a half hour movie into like three minutes of feedback. But I'm just going to rattle off my notes like rapid fire style. They may or may not make sense to either of us. So here goes. Pew, 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 laser cats. Why does Arnold get billing over Linda Hamilton? That's not fair. It's Bubble Boy. No sympathy for bikes. I don't know what that means. There's that red-headed kid from Salute Your Shorts. Uh, my favorite character, Dr. Soberman. Sarah's just a girl interrupted. Todd is Xander Berkeley. I know him best from 24. I like that this new Terminator is taking a different tact than Arnold in the first one. He is playing it much cooler, much closer to the vest. Why is John Connor so super awesome in the future and such a whiny little prick now? Linda Hamilton has large lips. Dr. Silberman is no fool. Sarah just makes things worse for herself. If they wanted to trick us into not knowing which termy was the bad termy, they should have made Robert Patrick a little less creepy. They should have designed termies to morph their legs into wheels. Oh, yes, like uh, the wheelers in Return to Oz, the scariest movie ever made. Why don't the good guys send someone back in time to kill the bloke who invented Skynet? Yes, that was my question. Can't form complex shapes, but people it can. Hmm, I think that refers to the fact they said something about the Terminator can't form a complex shape, but then we see it be the foster moms. That was a little confusing. John's room did not look that messy. It looked like a teenager's room. It looked actually a little cleaner than the average teenager's room. It's his personal space. Let him have his own room. Let him, you know, just close the door if it bothers you. Uh, oh, here, I finally got the JC John Connor's Jesus Christ. I, I get the parallel now. I didn't before. I'm slow. Oh, and I hated that he turned on those lugheads who stopped to help him. He called them over there, they went over there, then he said, no, nah, get, get out of here, and then like, oh, screw you, kid, and then he got, he's such a prick. I hope you enjoyed that rambling recap of that scene. Ew, this Doug guy is so gross, I won't miss him when once he's dead. 
Uh, remember when she was a waitress? Good try, orderly. The other patients just want to sleep. What other patients? What a coincidence, the night of her big escape, the same night that this other shit goes down. LOL, this cop. He's hairy from Twin Peaks. I think that was because of his hair. And general, um, lameness. The elevator effects were good. New term he touched Sarah. Now he can morph into Sarah, question mark? I want his lower half to be a giant wheel. I already mentioned that. Maybe he should have kept that metal piece? Oh, yeah, maybe he should have kept the piece that was on the car. Then the Terminator couldn't have morphed all the way. Maybe he would have been, like, stuck or something in a liquid, half-liquid form. They could have flushed it down the toilet, and it could have gone, on, like, in the sewer system. And then he would have chased it as it, like, went underneath him. Like, in I saw that once in a show. What else do we got here? This movie is very blue. Yes, color correction and the nighttime scenes um, bothered me a little bit. Take the termy to somewhere where it can be dissected, then the government can help protect John, was my idea here. Then I just have a line that says, because you're still a punk kid, exclamation point. Then this was the most bizarre part of the movie. Did those kids just run by with handguns? What the fuck? Uh, dial and smile, termy. The scrubs won't make it. I don't know what that means. Then I wrote, Essa uh, Patha Merkinson, I think is her name. I, of course, I know her from Law and Order. What a pleasant surprise seeing her in this scene, uh, in this movie. Okay, this is a weird line. I wrote, the Vanity Fair article about autopilot seems apropos. Not really sure what that refers to. And I just wrote, Enrique, look at that fat baby. All the other kids were into Nintendo. That's what John said. No, I went to school and all the other kids were just into Nintendo. But you went to the arcade, you little shithead. If these Terminators come from the past, this is Ian's theory, how can they be more advanced? Okay, so I worked this out that when the Terminator came back originally, they found bits of it, the company that makes Skynet or whatever, and because they had that as a jump start, they actually developed them much faster in the second version of the timeline. Or whatever, it's been five minutes, I still have a page, two pages left. This is a real long lull in the movie. Yeah, this part with Enrique and the fat baby, this seemed to drag. Of course, I made the mistake of watching the super-duper extended cut. Anyway, uh, remember when she was a waitress? Yeah, I wrote that again. No fate but what we make. Hey, that's the podcast title! Don't smoke in their house. Oh, they, they Sarah broke into Miles' house, uh, which I thought was, like, the best part of the movie. And then she lights a cigarette. I hope she asked permission first. Otherwise, very, very rude. These white people are crazy. Oh, that's because Sarah, John, and Termi went with Miles into his office building. Then the guard was, like, looking at him like, you know these people? They seem really sketchy. Okay. Then new Termi shows up, and Miles is in on... In... It's an axe, Miles. I don't know. My notes get weird here. And then we find out that three billion people die in the nuclear holocaust, whatever. But the population of the Earth currently is nearly 6.9 billion, so that's less than half. A ton of people, yes, but less than half. Not not so bad. Uh, oh, my dog is deaf, but he thought the movie... Oh, he thought the movie was too loud. 
because there would be like loud explosions and he would put his little head up like, what? what's happening? B-Y-O-G-M, bring your own gas masks. Ah, she's so smart. I wrote that because I thought they really should have brought gas masks. And then Sarah takes out a gas mask and I was like, aha, she is so smart. Stupid police. Maybe Miles has been coerced and held hostage. Maybe he saw that his boss at Cyberdyne was a giant bug monster. Yeah, they just went in and shot Miles. Miles could have been under duress. Like, I can't... Rip Miles, American hero. Don't be a cop in an action movie. Just don't. Remember when she was a waitress? Boy, I wrote that a lot. He flew a copter under a bridge like it was Grand Theft Auto. Miles, frowny face again. If Skynet was destroyed, why does this chase in John Connor matter at this point? Now I have tuned out. I'm... Oh, I drunk a lot of wine at this point, and I'm ready for a nap. Hasta la vista, baby. Groan. Oh, come on. Sarah Connor won't make it, was my prediction. Uh, turned out to be wrong. Where the fuck are we? A foundry? We ended up at a foundry for some reason. This is very familiar, similar to the end to the last movie. I predict that next time they have their climactic scene in a volcano. Oh, this guy's like Odo. New Termy, I must mean. Old Termy is no match for liquid New Termy. The fake lighting means it's dead? I don't know what that means either. Let's see here. Oh, I thought she would tackle New Termy and that they would fall into the vat together. Safest place to live is at a foundry or some type of metal workshop, a factory or some such. Yeah, she should just never leave that kind of place. Just set up house there and she'll be golden. What is this place? Where are we? Termi needs a vacate. My notes are just insane now. <laughs> it's a time-traveling robot. Who cares? Isn't this the end of one of the alien movies? Thumbs up. Sarah voiceover. What the fuck overalls. Linda Hamilton, old age makeup. John is a weird old man now and in government. So yay, we fought the future. That was some craziness. Um, overall, I have to say that this movie was entertaining, though it was long. The part of that was my fault because I watched the super insane extended cut. I think it's better. No, I don't think it's better than the original. It has better scene. It has better action. It has better effects. But the original was more original, unless you believe uh, the Outer Limits guy. So I think I gave the first one a 9. I'll give this an 8.9. Wow, are you still playing this feedback? Turn this shit off. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. (laughs) Was that from Pee Wee? Uh, That was from Salute Your Shorts. Oh, I have no idea. (laughs) Damn, the snout. <laughs> All right, folks, if you want to send us feedback, send it to mail at whatwemakepodcast.com. What are we doing next time? Next time we're doing T3. Okay. Two weeks. And then T4, and then the series? No, we're doing the series after T3. Oh. We're not waiting any longer. Right. <laughs> we can wait on salvation. All right. Thank you for coming, guys. Uh, John, can you tell us where we can find you out there? Oh, well, let's see. There's uh, Sofa Dogs, which is my flagship podcast. Um, there's CastleCast.net, uh, which is about Castle, and I record that with Heidi. 
And there's also Idiot Cast, which is a supernatural intro cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. What about you, Kyle? Do you have anything out there? I have nothing. What about your Twitch oh. channel? Are you still twitching? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you both are welcome to come back sometime. Cool. All right. Well, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back in two weeks. For Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, I got some Dragon Ball Z to go play. <laughs> but, <laughs> but remember, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.